and tomorrow. Well, this is week number six in our series entitled, Don't Be Afraid of the Ghost. We looked at Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, where Jesus promised to send the power of his spirit to those who were waiting in the upper room. And then in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, the church age begins. Another way of saying that is the time of the Holy Spirit The age of the Spirit begins in Acts chapter 2. And here's what you need to know. They got the very exact same Holy Spirit that you and I have today as followers of Jesus. No difference. They didn't get an extra duty, uh, supercharged Holy Spirit, and we got the light duty model. Aren't you glad about that? We got the very same Holy Spirit that those in, in the day of Pentecost in the upper room received. And uh, Romans 8, verse 11, we said the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in, where does he live today? Come on, tell me, where, where does the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, where does that power live today? Lives in us. And that's how we're going to close our service today. The, the same power, Jeremy Camp's song, and it's true, comes straight from Romans chapter 8. And verse number 11. Well, we just finished two weeks. Two weeks ago, we were in John chapter 15, where Jesus is clear that the secret to fruit, fruit that lasts, fruit that makes a difference for eternity, comes from us staying connected to the vine. There will be no fruit unless followers of Jesus stay connected to the vine. And the vine is a who? Who is the vine? Tell me, it's Jesus. We're the branches, and our job is to stay connected to Jesus, and that's where fruit, fruit that lasts, comes from. Sadly, we talked about this the last two weeks, 85% of Christians in churches like ours, an extensive survey said, uh, reported, if I'm honest, I'm producing either little or no fruit, 25% little, 60% in the church, churches just like ours, said, no, no fruit in my basket, nothing that's making a difference for eternity. So we asked that hard question, what's the hard question? Why? Why are 85% of of people who claim to be followers of Jesus, why are 85% of us producing either little or no fruit? Two weeks ago, we said the first major reason is because we're too passive when it comes to fruit. We are in neutral about fruit. Ah, Jesus, if you want to zap me with fruit, that'd be nice, but I'm not willing to do much to make it happen. In other words, we're not actively, daily, making it the priority and passion of my life to get connected to the vine, to get filled with the life-giving sap, if you will, from the vine, the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. That's how fruit that lasts happens. Got to daily choose to get connected to the vine. Not connected, not going to be any fruit. Last week, we looked at the second major reason why 85% of us are producing little or no fruit. Remember what it was? We've allowed our branches to get dirty. We've allowed our lives to uh, fall into the mud and the dirt 
uh, of what did we call it last week? Because we should call it that way this week. What did we call the, the mud and the dirt of, what is it? Sin. Sin. Only about 12 of you want to talk about that word, right? Uh, the mud and the dirt of, what is it again now? Sin. That's it. Um, the truth is, uh, when we are in sin, when our lives are laying in the dirt or the mud, Little and no fruit is the result. Think about a plant, and it's laying in the dirt, laying in the mud. It can't get well connected to the sun. It's not going to do well when it rains. There's going to be lots of dirt and mud coating it. Uh, It's going to be really ripe for the insects around. I'm just telling you, when we're laying it regularly in sin and not dealing with it, the result will be little and no fruit. Today, we're going to move to a different passage and spend a few weeks there. This very well may be the most important passage in the New Testament about the work of the Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, locate Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to camp on five words, but I'd like you to read five verses with me. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to start with verse 15 and read down through verse 20. We'll put it up here on the screen. Would you stand with me if you're able? Let's read out loud and declare God's word to one another. Ready? Here we go. Let's read. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, But understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for uh, giving us an instruction manual for how to live our lives. (laughs) You didn't leave us clueless. You uh, made yourself clear. And thank you that you inspired through the power of your spirit and preserved over the centuries these words that we just read. Thank you for them. And Lord, I'm asking that today your inspired book might teach and speak and challenged and be welcomed today in your church. Lord, would you help us, first of all, to understand exactly what it means to be filled with your Holy Spirit? And then, Lord, I'm asking that you'll help us to realize what this might mean to us and our families and our children, our grandchildren and our parents, people we rub shoulders with. Lord, would you uh, make it clear what would happen If we started staying connected to the vine, if we started making it a priority to be filled, show us what that might look like. And the truth is, Lord, uh, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's only by your spirit that uh, you can motivate us to actually start putting this into practice. So uh, would you... uh, Convince and convict us even today. Give us a holy nudge, whatever it takes, Lord. Help us 
to be open and ready and willing to do whatever it takes to make this the priority of our lives. That's what we're asking. So, Lord, would you meet us today? Speak. Now, all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one loud voice, you can be seated. The Christian life filled without the power of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, the Christian life lived without the Spirit of Jesus in us and working through us regularly is nothing more than legalism. How many of you would say, oh yeah, that sounds good. I want to be a legalist. I want to live the life of legalism. When we don't live in the energy and the power of the Holy Spirit, then Jeff is just doing things in his own power. Do you understand that? When I'm doing it and Pastor Brandt is just sweating it out in his own resources when he's not filled with the Holy Spirit. Pastor Chad is figuring it out in his own smarts when we're not connected to the vine and being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's legalism. That's sanctification by works in my own energy, in my own resources, in my own smarts. Legalism. It's dead. It's empty. It's fruitless. Can I just say that's why lots of us say this Christian life isn't all that great. If you're thinking that, then I know this is true. Then you're not plugged in and you're not connected to the vine and you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through because that's where powerful stuff happens. But there's lots of Christians got their ticket to heaven, right? Got your fire insurance paid up. But our lives are empty because we're living in legalism. God's plan for the church today is powerful. It's revolutionary. It's powerful and will revolutionize your life. And it's a command. Look at Ephesians 5 and verse 18. There's five words here. Be filled with the Spirit. Say it with me. Be filled with the... One more time. Be filled with the... That's an imperative. That's not a suggestion. You, you can't be looking at that and say, well, you know, when I'm not too busy, then I'll be spirit-filled. You know, or uh, when I feel like being spirit-filled, that's when I'm going to be spirit-filled. Like every other Thursday from 2 to 4, I think I'll feel like being spirit-filled. Or when life isn't so crazy and so many things are happening, then maybe I'll settle down and be spirit-filled. Are you ready? This is a command from the commander. And our commander-in-chief is ordering Every follower of Jesus Christ, give me your eyes, <laughs> get your sweet little life filled with the Holy Spirit. Command, order from headquarters. Do it, and what's interesting, it's not do it once and then you got it taken care of. This is interesting. Uh, in the Greek, it's continuous. It's in the present tense. In other words, meaning you don't just get filled with the Spirit once. 
It's a present tense daily activity. I need to get filled with the Holy Spirit today, and I need to keep filling my life with the Holy Spirit today, and then tomorrow when I wake up, what am I going to have to do? Tell me. Tell me what I'm going to have to do. Get filled with the Spirit, Jeff. What's wrong? And then keep on. And then it's a daily present tense continuous activity that's commanded from our commander. Followers of Jesus, get yourself full of the Holy Spirit. Church at Walloon, continuously, daily, keep getting filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Suggestion? What is it? It's a command. It's an order. It's this is what you will do if you're obedient. Okay. One quick point of theology. Uh, And the reason I share this with you is because if you listen to much radio at times, depending on what radio station, but especially on TV, they're talking about getting baptized with the Holy Spirit. How many of you have heard that a lot? Baptized, it's all about baptized, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that is a biblical word, are you ready? But being baptized in the Holy Spirit happens one time to a believer. Ready? One time. At the moment that you say yes to Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I receive. That's when you get baptized by the Holy Spirit. Only once. Never in the Bible is someone baptized more than once. Baptized once. Say it with me so you get it. I'm only baptized how many times? Once. Many fillings. (laughs) And I'm not talking about dentist stuff, right? Uh, Many fillings of the Holy Spirit, but only baptized once. Uh, Believers filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts 2.4. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts 4.31. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts 9.17. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts 13.9. Critical piece of theology. Are you going to get a little confused? One baptism, many fillings. So here's the command from Jesus Christ, our King, our General. Followers of Jesus Christ, be filled or controlled by the Holy Spirit and present tense, Keep on continuously, daily being filled with the Holy Spirit. Command, command. Well, go back to the text. I want to look at verse 18 with you just a bit. Because there's this illustration that uh, the Apostle Paul is inspired to use. And it's actually used three times, the very same illustration regarding the Holy Spirit. So it must be a good one, right? If it's used three times... Luke chapter 1 and verse 15, in reference to John the Baptist, says about John, he's never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. So uh, John, never, never have anything to do with wine or, or any fermented beverage. And oh, by the way, John's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 and verse 4 This is the day of Pentecost. It says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, got that? And then you slide down to verse 13, and here's what's interesting. Uh, Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much to drink. Those people that that are filled with, they're, 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 they're acting like they're drunk. 
And now, look at verse 18. Here's the third time the same illustration with, with wine and fermented beverage in the Holy Spirit is used. It says, do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. Be filled with the Spirit. That's those five powerful words. So you got this illustration here. Do not get drunk with wine. That leads to some really bad stuff. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Now let's just talk about the illustration for a moment. When a person is drunk because of alcohol, they don't act like themselves any longer. Would you agree? When someone is drunk, they say things that they wouldn't normally say. They do things that they wouldn't normally do. Why? Because they're no longer under the control of their normal way of thinking. They're now under the control of what? Alcohol or wine. They're, they're acting crazy. They're acting wild. There's things coming out of their mouth and they're doing things that are out of control. When we give ourselves to alcohol, we're giving control of our lives, are you ready? To a substance that will take you places that you don't want to go and you'll wind up acting the fool. That's what his point is here. Don't be controlled by alcohol because you're going to behave like a foolish person. Instead, look at verse 18, give yourselves to the Holy Spirit. Give yourselves to Jesus and his spirit because that's the secret to an awesome and abundant life. Want to know the secret to an awesome and abundant life? Five words. What is it again? Verse 18. Be filled with the... Mm-hmm. Because I'm allowing the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Romans 8, verse 11, to take control of my life. And when that happens, when the same power... The, the Spirit of Christ, the third person of the Trinity, takes charge. Suddenly now, amazing and awesome things happen. Amazing and awesome things happen. Tempting to live the Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit. Give me your eyes, balcony. It's like trying to run a marathon without drinking any water. Pastor Bob used to do that. Can you imagine, Pastor Bob, no water before, and now you run your 26-point-something miles, yeah? Uh, and no water all along, and then you get and you break the finish line, and you're still not drinking water. How's that going to go for you? Uh, not good. Attempting to live the Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit is like plugging a light into a socket, but there's no electricity connected to it. There's going to be no light. You're going to continue being in the darkness. Uh, attempting to live the Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit is like driving a cross-country trip and you got no gasoline. <laughs> or if you're an electric car, I know some of you are thinking, well, oh, you have an electric car here. No, you, you, you got no power in your battery either, okay? So let's, let's add that in case that's what you're thinking, okay? You got no power, you got no gasoline, you, you're going, how far have you got no gasoline, you got no power? How far are you going? 
You're not going anywhere. You're not going to make a difference. It's impossible. And a lot of us, we're trying to make a difference in this world, but we're doing it on empty. And we're wondering, why, why am I worn out? Why is there no fruit? 85% of us say there's little or no fruit in my life. Why is that? Because most of the time, most of us are living our lives on empty and we're missing the power source. We're missing all the good stuff that Jesus has promised. He says, when I leave, I'm going to send somebody, the comforter, he's going to be even better. We're missing the better. We're not taking advantage of it. I have a question. How many of you, honestly, you've heard this teaching before? This isn't the first time you've ever heard this talk about the Holy Spirit. Can I see your hands? Hold them up for I, I've actually heard this stuff before, Pastor Jeff. I, I've heard it before. So here's my question. So if you've heard it before, and I suspect that some of you have heard this 10 times, 20 times, 50 times before, so what's missing? What's the disconnect? <laughs> you ready? Might want to write this down. This is worth it, okay? This is worth the price of admission today. You ready? It's almost impossible to be filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit when we're in a hurry. You can't rush and live life rushed and in a hurry and expect to have a fruitful life. Because to get connected to the vine and stay connected to the vine means we're going to have to slow down enough to think about the power and the working of the Spirit in my life. When our lives are scheduled and jam-packed with activity and hurry and rush, and I'm trying to squeeze Jesus and his spirit in, and Lord, fill me up, and now I run into the meeting. And Lord, fire up this quick arrow prayer. Uh, I drink deeply, and we run to the next thing. It's almost impossible to be filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit when we're living life in the fast lane. Be filled with the Spirit, the truth is, is competing with lots of stuff. It's competing with work and the lions and the book of faces, isn't it? That being filled with the Holy Spirit is competing with Netflix and emails and Snapchat. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is competing with the Red Wings, texts and our favorite television show. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is competing with Spotify and Amazon and Sports Center. It's competing with a lot of stuff until you and I are convinced and convicted that this one and only sad life, empty life that I'm living doesn't have to be that way anymore. Think about it. I don't have to live this way anymore. I don't have to live on empty. Any, I can actually live a life that makes a difference for eternity until I really believe that and then make it the priority and the passion. Whatever else has to go, whatever else might be cut back, that is the priority of my life. Because <laughs> I don't want to live this sad, empty little life. Go back to verse 18. Be filled with the Spirit is the greatest and best priority of our lives. 
But I got to be convinced of that. And I actually have to slow down enough and create margin enough that suddenly now I have time to daily, continuously get connected, get filled, and stay connected throughout the day. And we all have different lives going, don't we? And you have different priorities than I. But if this isn't the priority, the result will be little or no fruit in our lives. That's why so many of us continue to live that way. I want to close, I want to give you four simple steps uh, to getting filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now, when I say they're simple, I think they're simple to understand. I don't pretend that living this way and actually living these steps are easy, but they are simple. I think they're simple enough for a child to get, to get filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit, because I think the Lord even wants children to get this. Having said that, oftentimes it's hard to actually follow these steps, okay? So... Here we go. Uh, got something to write down. I think this might be worth uh, writing down. You got a little section in your bulletin. Did you notice? Open it up. Oh, we got lines right there just for you. Isn't that amazing? Step number one. Here we go. Recognize your need to be filled. <laughs> Jesus, I'm living mostly an empty, dull uh, Life and my own energy, my own effort. I'm tired, I'm worn out, pretty fruitless. I realize I need your spirit filling in my life. That's the first step. You got to admit and recognize I need it. I don't do well without it. That's step number one. Step number two confess all known sin. Pastor Jeff, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty, pretty uh, effective sinner. And, and what if I don't cover something? Um, I think we're going to have to trust that the Lord will point that out. Would you not agree he's awesome and all-knowing and he'll do a great job of making things clear to you? Okay? So anything that he Lord, show me. Make yourself clear. Point it out. Convict me of my sin, and what you point out is, is clearly sin, I'm going to call it the same thing. You call it sin. What do I call it? Sin. Okay? So we write that check of confession. Remember, if you're a follower of Jesus, your account's already been marked what? Paid in full by the shed blood of the Lamb. That's pretty cool. So now I write that check of confession. Uh, what's your point now, right now, Jesus? You call it sin. I call it the same thing. Wash, cleanse, purify. I want to be in right relationship with you. Okay? Uh, step number three. Yield your life to Jesus and his spirit. Yield. Right now, Jesus, I yield. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I yield my body, my mind, my will to yours. What you're really saying is, okay, Lord, I'm clean. I need to get filled. Now uh, you come and take charge of my life. You come and sit on the throne you come and uh, I'm going to slide over. You come and drive. Putting Jesus where he belongs in our lives. Last step, number four. Step number four, ask the Lord to fill you with his spirit. Ask. Where do you get that from? John 7, 37 to 39. 
Jesus says, if you're thirsty, come to me and do what? Drink streams of living water. So we, we just literally say, Jesus, right now, I'm coming to you and I'm thirsty. Please fill me up with streams. And it says, and what he meant by that was his spirit. He's talking about his spirit. When you go to Jesus and you drink, I'm drinking right now. Fill my life up with your spirit. Take charge of every part of my life. And when I do this, I like to just open my hands up and say, right now, Jesus, fill me. It's like open hands. Now come, you come and you want, you want to do that? Want to give that a try? Okay. Some of you, you can keep it low if you don't want anybody to see, okay? So you can go low or you can go high, but Jesus, right now, go ahead. Yeah, balcony, I'm watching. I don't see any hands up there. There we go. Okay, Jesus, right now I'm drinking, hands wide open. I need you. Come and fill me to the brim. So why? So that everywhere I go, what can we do? I'm going to be splashing on people, right? Because I'm up to the top and I'm, I'm going to be splashing on everybody I come in contact with. And, and I promise you, when you're ready to go, there's going to be things that happen. You go, whoa, that, that never happened before. Why? Because now I'm actually filled with the power and the presence of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And that's where fruit that lasts starts. You've got to start there, okay? So there's four steps of faith to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Did you get them? Recognize you need to be filled. Secondly, confess all known sin. Third, yield your life to Jesus and his spirit. Fourth, ask the Lord to fill you with his Holy Spirit. I'm drinking, Lord. Here I am. Fill me up. Okay. Now you go a few hours, okay? It's been a challenging day. And uh, suddenly now you recognize, because this is usually how I get it, um, I'm feeling a little impatient with the people around me suddenly. Okay, I was nice and full a few hours ago, and suddenly now I, I want to say something a bit sarcastic. None of you are ever sarcastic, right? Uh, or critical, or a little negative. And as soon as I recognize, uh-oh, what, what's that a good sign of? What, what's happened to my filling? You'd be gone, okay? Remember we said it's continuous and daily and I have to continuously go back and get filled and refilled so it's time and I go back through those steps. Lord, I, I need to be filled. Um, Lord, have I uh, done some things that you would call sin? Have I, in my impatience, gotten real selfish here? Lord, I confess that. I call that sin, wash and cleanse. Uh, I'm yielding right now. You come back and sit on the throne Ask the Lord to refill you. That sounds like work, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> that sounds like effort. Now, let me just ask you a question. How's your life going right now without the Holy Spirit? How's that going for you? How's that effort that you're having to give and you don't have any energy? How's that working out for you? You understand where I'm coming from? And in other words, well, that sounds like that's too... No, it's way less effort to do it his way than to do it with legalism. Would you not agree? Next week, we're actually going to spend our time actually doing this together. Actually, uh, the best I know how you're, you're going to get a little sneak peek. We're going to pull the curtain, and you're going to see uh, what it's like uh, for me, and I'll lead you, and we're actually going to do it out loud 
together and uh, just give you a little insight. And uh, I got a nice pamphlet for each of you. Jody's been going crazy with the risograph, and we've got like 500 copies of this, so it's going to be good stuff. How many of you would say, sounds like it could be effort, sounds like it could take some time, but I think I could give that a, a go this next week. How many of you would say, I think that might be something I should give a try? Uh, okay. Uh, and, and if you got your hand up and you mean it, say, I think I can do that. Okay. Say it again. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think I can do that. I, I, think, I think that sounds better than the legalism I've been trying to live. Yeah. That's not been working out so well. Yeah. I, I promise you this is powerful and revolutionary and this is God's plan for his church today. Let's pray. Lord, uh, thanks for not leaving us alone, for not leaving us powerless. Lord, thank you that you knew that we are weak and frail and we don't do well on our own. I've proved that over and over again 10,000 times and more. So, Lord, I'm asking that you uh, might help us to actually start living as you've commanded. Would you do that, Lord? That command to be filled with your spirit is powerful and revolutionary. And lots of my friends here today are weary and tired. They're worn out. They've been trying most of the time to live life in their own energy and their own activity and their own smarts. That only leads to dry, fruitless, worn out people. So Lord, might we uh, begin to fight to Take the time to get full of your spirit in this next week. Lord, I pray that, that we wouldn't wait till the middle of the week. Lord, might we begin fighting even this afternoon to stay filled with your spirit. Lord, somehow, some way, would you break through to us and show us what we need to do to get this front and center in our mind, in our lives? Most of us, Lord, we're, we're busy. We're living life in a hurry. We're rushed. We're hectic. We're scheduled. Somehow, some way, Lord, would you creatively in wisdom give us the ability to carve out time for the key command for fruit, for lives that make a difference for eternity. Lord, I'm asking for lots of fruit to blossom today amongst my, my church family here. Blossom. I pray for fruit that lasts and make a difference for all of eternity. And Lord, I pray for one more fruit. Would you give us boldness and courage in your power to actually 
invite some folks, family, friends, who need to hear about your son Jesus tonight. Lord, uh, we can't do that well in our own strength either. So uh, would you give us that holy boldness and love to reach out, to share to somebody who needs to learn and know and respond to the cross and the empty tomb. Thanks, Lord, for being our awesome God and providing for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Got some